Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm so excited to be back here for season three of the Veronica's Edwards Show, and I'm just so thankful to hit over 100 episodes and to have close to 3,000 downloads. So it's definitely been a blessing. I want to shout out the V team, those that support the show. But today I'm super excited to have with us a former co-worker of mine that has over 20 years of experience as an accountant and currently holds the title of Vice President of Finance, overseeing over $400 million, honey, <laughs> dollars in <laughs> revenue. And it was so nice to have another accountant of color to work with when I was in Greenville, South Carolina, um, that is intelligent and kind and just really laid the foundation for me at the company that we worked at. Of course, I left because I, I can't do corporate America, but he was amazing. So I'm so honored to have this guest on the show. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Mr. Judon Stevens. Welcome, friend. Well, thank you, Veronica. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, even offering this opportunity for me to uh, even talk about whether it's accounting, family, fun, whatever. It's going to be a, a good chat. Yeah, I always remember you had a good telephone voice. So I was like, oh, you and I will be good on the podcast. Uh, and see, that's the, the funny part is I, I don't like my voice over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but we will see. <laughs> we will see. So we always start the show asking the guests to tell the listeners a little bit about you, where you're from, and your story that led you to be an entrepreneur, but especially an accountant, because it's not a lot of us of color, especially I get so excited when I have black men that are accountants. So please tell us about you. All right. This is going to be a funny story and don't don't hold it against me, but um, <laughs> I'm a South Carolina native, um, okay. born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina. And um, what led me into accounting is a very short story. So um, obviously getting up in age in high school, my mom, hardworking, single parent, um, worked two two jobs at times three. And she just consistently drilled into my head. I don't want you to have to work as hard as I have. Find something you want to do in life and make good money at it because you don't have to work two or three jobs, you know, like I did. Mm -hmm. And so I, I heard that and went to school and, and you know, obviously you have your vocational classes, kind of you, you, where you could go into tech and do something like a trade or you could take a course here or there. And accounting was a class that my high school had. And what led me to accounting? One, I like numbers. I like math. Mm -hmm. But I was able to finish the book in high school, the accounting book, within two weeks. And the sole reason I went into accounting is because that gave me time to um, 
goof off in class. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong answer, but that is legitimately why I said, oh, man, this is easy. I love it. I'm going into accounting. And um, yeah, that, that's what led me into accounting. Uh, applied to one college, which was Clemson University. Um, okay. Graduated from Clemson. Um, with the with the mindset that I'm going to leave the small town of Columbia. I didn't want to go to Atlanta because I didn't think I was ready for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so I targeted Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, the company I work for today gave me a better financial offer than the several companies I interviewed with in, in this bigger market of Charlotte. And the rest is history. I've been working with this company now for uh, 23 years. And, you know, I, I was dying to get away from Columbia. <laughs> and sure enough, I end up in Columbia on, on a job for 23 years and, and counting. So wow. that's the short story. I always admired that about you because Judon knows and anybody knows me knows I never stayed at a company <laughs> long, child. I would hop around and I found that, okay, maybe it's me. But at the same time, I know that it is, I'm sure you got many offers over the years and headhunters coming to you. So that's Mm -hmm. something I just am curious about, like, what advice would you give people that's listening, being a black male in the South and very successful in your field, in a field where there's not a lot of people that look like you, how did you stay in it? What kept, what keeps you motivated? People. Um, to be direct, um, I had good people, good managers. I had mm-hmm. I had one really great manager, but I had enough good managers to show me the way of you're not always behind the eight ball, and mm-hmm. and not every not everybody's for you, which is which is the biggest thing that I think our people of color have to understand. But those that are, you take full advantage of it. And I had three great man, three good managers, one great manager that took care of me. Um, I had a, a man sit me down face to face, and which is what I learned uh, when I learned about integrity and people doing what they say they're going to do and actually honoring their word. Wow. Um, he said, hey, I can't give you, you know, here. Here I am two years out of college. I get my first promotion. Um, two more years, you know, I sit down with a guy and, and he says, hey, I can't give you a six figure salary today. But if you bear with me. I'll get you to 80 today and I'll make sure to get you to a decent salary um, in the next two years. And and I, and I, and I listened and let's just say he got me to six figures and then some. Mm, All right now. um, The the thing that I, I would tell anybody is if you, if you're in a position that people are, investing in you that's the key if they're not investing in you mm-hmm. that's probably not the place for you but i've done several interviews i've been out there and i've looked around and the reality is nothing changes about the game but yep. the players and so you can hop from job to job you'll get better salaries here or there yep the reality is you'll face the same challenges from job to job unless guess what you're the business owner which is how i ended up becoming an entrepreneur but obviously still working working my day job same same yeah let's talk about that so i knew from you judon that you did taxes um but then when i was reading your bio i'm like oh you've had multiple um businesses so one i want to know did you have any type of mentors because i feel like that's so key that said hey you should start your own business or was it just something that you fell into so kind of fell into it. And so I always go back to my mom being my mentor, watching her work really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, 
you know, probably not not the best way to go about it or see it. It was having those entrepreneurial friends in the mm-hmm. in the wrong area of the world <laughs> that, <Come on> now. <laughs> that that made really good money. And, you know, me thinking through how do I go about making really good money yeah. and not risking my freedom. And mm-hmm. that was how I got into. So my first business wasn't taxes. It was actually rims and tires um, or automotive accessories, which is one of the guys that I that I grew up with. He was that was his um, shell company, if you will. <laughs> and so once he was out of the game, yeah, he kind of. You know, and, and I guess he did mentor me in so so many ways. He kind of he helped me understand how much money could be made on selling people wheels and yeah. tires and automotive accessories. I started my business in 2004, Palmetto Sales and Distribution for fifty dollars. No, and Veronica, talk, at talk the, about at the, that. Talk at about the that. height of at the height of my business, I did two hundred thousand dollars in sales in a year with no brick and mortar, one hundred percent eBay business, selling Ooh. rims, tires accessories aftermarket accessories for vehicles and you know that was that was the first eye-opening moment of entrepreneurship is where you make money that's how people get rich yep and that's the other piece was man i've been missing out from a tax perspective tax (laughs) benefits the tax benefit so that's how i ended up getting into taxes so my second business no i didn't realize that and i just want to add so this was almost 20 years ago and if i recall i remember back in the day them spreewell tires those rims you would stop and they would still spin still spin yeah man that that is actually you know it's funny watched it on tv never thought a million years that that'd be something i'd be into and sure enough I was, you know, I would work Shakespeare during the day mm-hmm. and go home um, from eight to one, two in the morning packaging. I was shipping wheels and tires every night. Wow. And, you know, you were young. You're like in your 40s now. So you're doing this in your yeah, 20s. And in my was 20s, your yeah. son alive yet? Uh, my son was born in 2001. Yep. He was three years old when I started the business. And, you know, that that was a primary driver. I, yeah. I, had a, I had a family. Of course, I was married at the time. Yep. Um, my my ex wife was in school, so it was one of those. I've got to make ends meet because I, I moved this woman and my child to Columbia. From they were actually I met my wife, my ex wife in uh, Seneca, South Carolina. Okay. Moved her down, moved her and my son back down to Columbia or outskirts of Columbia, mm-hmm. and I had to I had to provide for him. And starting that business was the best thing I could have done. And it, it, it was a lot of work at first, but mm-hmm. it was a major payoff. <laughs> wow. So so do you still have that company or was that yeah. something? Oh, yeah. oh wow. No, no, no. I still I still. So so it's, you know, the thing that changed for me is um, about five years ago, right, right before the pandemic, they started mm-hmm. renting rims. So instead of someone having to come to you with a credit card or, or cash to buy two or three thousand dollars worth of wheels, you can go rent them now. So that definitely took away from my, my wheel side of the business. I still, mm-hmm. we still, still take care of people here or there, mm-hmm. but my, the bigger part of that particular business is uh, tires at this point. It's still a, it's still a maintenance item. And so definitely still, still do a lot of business and just tires and occasionally wheels and accessories. Well, that makes sense. Cause I will say Judon always had a fly car. I was like, when this dude make it? Cause <laughs> well, I'm in my Corolla. Well, and listen, so I'm driving a Ford Focus now. I've got a, I've got I've got the big boy truck over here in the side. But yeah, got to got to with this commute to and from Greenville. I definitely still still keep a small gas saver 
And uh, I've learned back then, the Judon then was old flashy car because mm-hmm. you want people to see the wheels and ask the question. And, and you yeah. know, it was, a, it was an advertisement thing coupled with, again, once I started doing taxes and learning all the benefits to being a business owner and, and yep. you know, um, what they don't tell you, that that's mm-hmm. what led me to having the having a nicer car and and being able to afford different things because once you know what you don't know yep. you start to you start to make those changes so i'm going to talk about that cuz i feel like a lot of people at times feel like the only way you can be an entrepreneur is that you have to do it 100% and me and you both have w2 jobs meaning we're employees mm-hmm. but then we also have our businesses so how do you do that with family and your main job like how do you balance that with multiple businesses yeah so that that's the one thing that i will say for the listeners it's it's you got to find that balance um mm-hmm. again I, as i mentioned i, I was married yep. i'm divorced now um not finding that balance definitely will cost you um from a family perspective time mm-hmm. and being there um but as far as finding that balance is just thinking through and ranking your priorities of you know, providing for the family for me was number one financially. Yep. Right. Yep. The the time wasn't as important. So finding that balance and, and being in a place where, you know, what's most important, if you if your W-2 job is most important, that's where you're going to spend the majority of your time. Mm-hmm. But what you'll find about a, a. A business that you're passionate about, it's not work for you. And exactly. so that's where that's where I found myself with the wheels and tires. I was a consumer of wheels and tires my whole life. I was always every car I had I put wheels and tires on. Wow. So that's one thing outside of the, the, the good money that came with it. Same thing with taxes. It's like, man, here here I have an opportunity to educate people yes. on the things that others have been doing for years and getting f- further and further ahead. Mm-hmm. by utilizing the system mm-hmm. and once you learn that system and once you understand it that's where you you know it, it makes a difference and that's where finding that balance of you know educating my son as well as being able to educate others that's where it's been it's been really fun i guess or fulfilling is the, is the right answer yeah well i want to talk about some of these tax tips i'm gonna put you on the spot so how many years now have you been doing taxes Let's say as a business, more than mm-hmm. 10, but I, mm-hmm. you know, I started out doing mine and my family's probably yep. 15 years ago. Um, so, yeah, I was going to say, did anybody teach you? Like, how did you learn taxes? Uh, I, that's the most intimidating part of accounting to me. I've done taxes. I'll do yep. family taxes, but I'm always like holding my breath. Like, Trial and error. Up. Trial and error. And, and that, to your exact point. To this day, I still when I go into an arena that I'm not familiar with and I'll tell people up front clients that are at any time. Here's what I've encountered. Here's what I have experience with. If you're giving me the opportunity, I'll figure it out. If you can Mm -hmm. read and you can buy a tax program, you can be successful in in tax preparation at any level. True. So for me, it was trial and error with my own taxes, um, Mm -hmm. trial and error with family members and saying, hey, look, if this, then this, are you Mm -hmm. okay with it? Let's try it and see if it works. Mm -hmm. And that that's that's essentially how I've been able to help people through where they were paying taxes before of 
wow, how was I able to get a refund? Well, let me let me show you what the people at the at the at the professional places are going to walk uh-huh. you through and help you understand where you're missing the the deductions and or how a business actually benefits you. So a lot of it was trial and error, uh, and, and it just worked itself out. I I think in 15 years I've had. Uh, probably somewhere close to 300 clients and I've only had two audits. Wow. Judah, you're making that money. (laughs) You are doing it. So a question for you when it comes to the taxes, what would you say are like your top kind of just tax breaks, tax advantages that a lot of people don't know about that you've been able to help those 300 clients with over the years? So uh, uh, it's very simple in two categories. So there's the business owner, which is the easiest of mm-hmm. tracking expenses and actually applying expenses to your business that are very simplistic, like automotive expenses. Yes. You would not believe the number of people who run a business that don't capture their auto expense, whether it be mileage or depreciation. That's yep. the number one that I find when I pick up a client that has previously gone to one of the uh, tax in the boxes, what I call them, places. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'll be honest, I, I ascribe to be a tax in the box at probably 10 years ago. Sure. Now, now eh, not so much. But right. on, on the business side, it's, it's your vehicle expenses. On the personal side, it's so many people taking care of their parents and not yeah. claiming them on their taxes. Yeah, because they think, well, they don't live with me. Or like, you provide over 50% of their support. That's, those are the two largest from an individual and a business perspective. Those are the most common areas where I just, so I picked up a client a year, year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I went back um, and did five years of amendments. Oh, I'd be scared I, to do amendments because I feel like that will flag an audit. Well, and, and that's fine. But this lady went from owing 12 grand mm-hmm. to getting over 13 in refunds. Oh, 13,000, 13,000. So I, I got her tw- basically. And the way the way it works is there's a I do a flat fee mm-hmm. for each each year and then a percentage of a scenario like that because I have to go through and, you know, dig, yeah. dig through the details. But I mean, she, she benefited 25. Well, net, net my fees. She, she benefited about $20,000 that wow. she was going to, she was going to continue basically. And that doesn't count all the money that she paid in mm-hmm. before she came or, you know, I, like I said, I went back five years because that's right. when she had enough information for me to be successful with. So, yeah, it, it's definitely an opportunity. Um, and that's what and be honest, that's what got me into it is mm-hmm. had a friend. Um, that's what really drove me to start the business. Had a friend that was in a situation um, going to the going to the tax in the box to get the loan, the payday loan deal when you get your W-2 and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, mm-hmm. how much did they charge? And it was right. like, oh, they only charge two fifty. Well, what? I looked at the yeah, I looked at the return and it was like seven fifty for the for the service plus some number for doing the loan. And I'm like, you do realize you just paid them a thousand dollars, right? <laughs> but you told but they and they told me no to two fifty. Right. And I'm like and, and it was the difference between I don't have two fifty to pay you today versus I don't have to pay them anything. And I'm like, Okay, that concept didn't make sense to me at the time. Yep. And that's that that allowed me to 
changed my model of, okay, maybe people who can pay up front, pay up front. And those that can't pay up front, if they can demonstrate that they've received a refund over the last two to three years mm-hmm. and there's nothing going to hold their money up, then I, I work with them from that perspective. But I mean, a thousand, a thousand dollars for a person that makes less than $40,000. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money to take out of somebody's pocket. So that that's been the most gratifying piece is where I've been able to help people, um, you know, where they otherwise are either paying the government and, and shouldn't be. And, and I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything, you know, that's not above board. It's just people don't know all the tax um, shelters and benefits that they actually yeah. could utilize, even though they are not high earners. So that, exactly. that's been interesting. That's definitely been interesting. No, I think we we have that same um, interest where just educating people like I teach and I consult and just seeing when people's minds are open, because I tell people all the time, like accounting is the language of business. And so many people are operating in business and they're totally illiterate and they think they're doing something until you really explain to them like no you do need a business account separate from your personal (laughs) and you need to keep all your receipts even if you do have a bank statement and just the importance of all that and before we go i also want to highlight that you are also a make-a-wish volunteer and you've been doing that for over 10 years and you also mentor young finance professionals how you have all this time i do not know so i just want to end it with that like why is that so important to you to give back and to make that time it's just as simple as i had my mother who had done the trial by fire she educated me on so many fronts there's a lot of people that don't have someone who's seen it to help walk them through it my mom gave me the insight i just chose not to take it Mm -hmm. whereas so in this case me being able to give people that nugget where i can that just goes a long way. Whether they listen or not is up to them. Right. But at least I know I've shared the knowledge, shared the wealth, and somebody may benefit from that. That That's what I look forward to. Wow. Judah, already it's to the end of the show. You were so good. And I knew you would be, and I would love to have you back. And just want to thank you for being a great example for the Black community, for all communities, but especially I'm just so proud that I had the opportunity to work with you and that I can call you my friend. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Not a problem. I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad to uh, be a part of the show and don't forget about the little people. You know, when you got the the five panel deal and the podcast (laughs) full blown, I want to be, I want to be coming up to Asheville once a month to to get on there and talk my talk with you. I would love that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning into bizradio.us and please come back next week. Same time, same place, 10 a.m. on Wednesdays for the Veronica Edwards show. And if you missed the live airing, you can listen to all prior shows at veronicaedwards.buzzsprout.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.